Well, good morning, everybody. We are so glad to be with you. Uh, you're going to have to forgive Laurel and I a little bit. We have been to Central America and back in a week, so we're a little fuzzy, a little flipped over, and, but we are so uh, excited about welcoming you to Global Missions Focus Month, which is what we do in March. This is where Christ the King has an opportunity to kind of look around the world and see what God is doing, and we want to bring you not only some really, really encouraging updates, but before we do that, we want to talk about this year's project because it is so exciting to see what God is doing, and Laurel's going to introduce that new project to us right now. Well, first off, I want to say it has been an honor to serve as your global missions director for the past three years. And during that time, the missions team and myself have formed just incredible relationships with our global partners. Their love for Jesus, their passion for lost people, and their courage has not only been inspiring, it has truly been life-changing yeah. for both of us, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And I think that's what I've struggled with most is how to bring those relationships to all of you. And that's where the dream of Global Ambassador began. So essentially, it's a position that would build a bridge of connection between the people of CTK and our global partners, opening up doors of opportunity for engagement and personal relationships between both of you. So Brian and Tracy Hull have agreed to pioneer this new position. Yeah. This coming fall, they will be leaving life as they know it. They will be leaving Whatcom County to engage on one-on-one, -on -one, cross-cultural, in-person relationships with our global partners. Our dream is that CTK would not just be a church with a global missions program, but truly be a global church. So please listen as Brian and Tracy share their part in this grand effort. Hi, my name is Brian and this is my wife, Tracy. We're excited to be the first global ambassadors for CTK and we look forward to sharing with you what God is doing in the world through our global partners. Laurel mentioned building a bridge. Our desire is to build a bridge of strong connection between you, the people of CTK, and our global partners, sharing their everyday lives, their ministries, and their hearts with you, and you sharing your love and encouragement with them. This is how we hope to build a global church that shares joys, struggles, and real life together and brings the love of Jesus to a hurting world. We want you and our partners to know and love one another, building relationships that bridge culture and country. So how will this be accomplished? To start with, will help you get to know our global partners and their ministries through things like social media, website updates, video blogs, even joining our partners for quarterly worship services via live stream. After Tracy and I have a chance to visit each of our partners, we dream of creating opportunities for you to get involved, like joining us on service trips, mentoring opportunities, both business and relational, child sponsorship, student exchange, English language tutoring, and all the other doors of opportunity that God will open as we're led by His Spirit. We don't know exactly where this vision will lead, but God does. As we create this new position, we ask you to pray for us. Pray for wisdom to build the bridge effectively and create meaningful relationships with our partners. Our prayer for you is that you cross the bridge with us to learn more about our world, how God is working in it, and your role in his plan to reach the nations. So we're very excited about this year's project because it connects us as a church at a whole other 
level. I've spoken to world missions leaders around the globe, and they've said, Grant, do you understand that this idea, this concept will put you on the cutting edge of missions all around the entire globe? I think that's unbelievably exciting. And the heart of it is simple. We want you to connect with the heroes that we connect with weekly, daily, um, at a very least monthly, because in order to have a relationship with them, so many exciting things can happen. So I wanna give you a breakdown of the project so you understand just exactly what this is going to do as Brian and Tracy build bridges between our church family and our partners around the world. So here's a breakdown of the finances so that you can actually see that. Of course, it costs money to live. So we've got living expenses, international travel, medical coverage. And then I really wanna focus in on this production and communication equipment part of it because here's what is truly incredible. Have you ever dreamed of going to a worship service in Africa? or connecting with a group of believers in Thailand and actually being able to join our churches together and worship together in one place at one time. We can do that virtually, we couldn't do that before. So that particular line item will actually create opportunities for us to be able to open a door and, and I know it's gonna sound a little crazy, but for me to say, uh, we're gonna start a church service at 11 p.m. at night. And we're gonna connect with our African brothers and sisters and we're gonna worship with them. And so we're gonna actually be live streaming their service with us and it'll give us an opportunity to connect deeply. That is an incredible opportunity. Then of course there's annual salary pieces and then something that we call the Apostle Paul Fund. Everywhere the Apostle Paul went, he brought a love gift. Laurel and I went to Belize and we got to do exactly that. Just to bring a gift that says we love you, we see you, we know the things that you are going through. And so you add that all together, it's $88,500. I know that seems like a big goal, but we thought last year's project of 105 was a big goal and you blew us out of the water with your generosity and your sacrificial giving. And so we are so excited about this. This is really just seed money to get us started. Because the dream would be to have global ambassadors year after year after year after year after year that would connect with our global partners and build bridges so that they don't just become organizational partners, they become our personal partners and friends. So if you'd love to be a part of this particular project, uh, this is for Above and Beyond Giving. You can go to give.ctk.church. You're gonna scroll down. You're gonna see the 2022 missions offering as well. We want you to get to know our partners right now, and you can actually do that on our website, ctk.church missions. And we really wanna make sure that you have an opportunity to get to know these incredible people because here's the thing. They really wanna get to know you. They really wanna know your hearts. Who's praying for them? Who's walking alongside of them? And who's supporting them? So that is what we're looking forward to. I also wanna talk a few things about the right now. So obviously, if you open a newspaper or look uh, at any type of a news feed, you're hearing word of Ukraine. Well, we have a global partner in Italy who mobilized people immediately, and we, because of your generosity, you actually helped fund a line in our budget that's called emergencies. And we saw this as a deep emergency. The refugee crisis is a deep emergency. And because of your generosity, we had funds ready to go. And so we sent those funds to our partners at Italy for Christ. They filled trucks. And I actually wanna show you a picture of the convoy that you helped fill rolling out of Italy and heading towards the border of Ukraine, Moldova, Poland. That area is where they're actually going to land. Inside of those trucks, this huge convoy were uh, diapers, baby formula, blankets, food, water, all of the necessities of life. And you helped fill those trucks because of your generosity. And we think that's absolutely incredible. And our partners do say thank you. 
because that's real boots on the ground ministry. So as I said, Laurel and I just returned from Belize. When you leave Belize City, the very first billboard that you see says this. If you're here for child sex tourism, we have a place waiting for you for the next 12 years. And then there's a picture of a person in a jail cell. Here's the tragedy. It's almost completely unenforced. That's the tragedy. The country wants to change this evil, but it's difficult. It's heartbreaking to think of women and children being exploited in that way, but that's a reality. Well, your overwhelming response to last year's project, by the way, we asked for 105,000, you gave us over half a million, which is pretty amazing. But your overwhelming response to last year's project has put one restoration home on the brink of rescue. They're gonna start doing intakes, hopefully at the end of March. Of course, COVID has slowed many things down. But that's the, the realistic goal they have right now. At another location, you paid for the intake of a woman and her two children. And we just connected with another frontline ministry in Belize that's poised to defeat human trafficking from a completely different angle, caring for the youngest and the most vulnerable. I wish I could show you pictures and bring some of the faith heroes that we met in Belize onto this stage, but I hope you understand for their safety, we can't but we can bring you updates. We can tell you things that are happening. These people are truly heroes. What I can also tell you is that Laurel and her team have worked tirelessly to make sure that every single dime you gave goes to belief to end, believes to end human trafficking and save human lives. I've seen it with my own eyes. Now I know the high cost of living, we just did a series on that, right? The high cost of living is putting pressure on everybody right now, but the actual cost of living and saving and rescuing and restoring is what pushes us to respond in unprecedented ways. As followers of Jesus, this is a time not for us to step back, but to step up. And I'm gonna be sharing so much more about these exciting developments in the weeks to come, and I tell you, there is so much to share. I hope and pray we will all rally behind this year's project because it will create bridges for all of us to be able to connect in what God is doing around the world. So with that being said, when I was in college, I traveled with a musical group called Mandate. I had a rocking Canadian mullet at the time. It was something to behold. And I would put on my gray suit with my royal blue tie every single night and we would walk on a stage. There were nine of us in the singing group from my college. And this is how I would introduce myself. I would say, hi, my name is Grant Fishbook from Brandon, Manitoba. And someday I want to pastor a missions-minded church. You made that prophetic statement a reality. And I'm so unbelievably grateful that Christ the King has eyes bigger than, than just here, but that they see all the way to the corners of the earth. So this weekend, I wanna build on what Pastor Brian preached last week. On the foundation of there is one love, we're gonna build there is one mission. And today, we're gonna uncover exactly what Jesus told his followers to do. This is the one mission of Jesus that's revealed in scripture through what I like to call the twofold great commission. Matthew chapter 28, these are the words of Jesus to his followers right before he leaves. He says, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. 
Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always, always, to the very end of the age. In Matthew 28, the Great Commission begins with the call, and that call is for each and every one of us. It may be worked out in different ways, but we still have the call, and the call is to go. That word go in this passage is actually written in the active tense, so it assumes movement. God just assumes that we're all going to be going. Jesus commanded that God's people are to be moving in the direction of people who need Jesus always, continuously, perpetually. Another way to translate this from the original is, so while you're going, while you're going, I want you to think about that for just a moment. The church of Jesus is supposed to be a movement and movements are actually supposed to move while you're going. When Laurel and I were still in Manitoba, we were trying to discern God's will about coming to Washington State. And one Sunday in a missions conference, our pastor, Jim Scobie, who passed away just earlier, um, earlier last year, Jim preached a message, and the main point of that message changed the course of our lives and actually played a role in bringing us here. Pastor Jim said this. He said, most people are willing to go, but in truth, they're planning on staying. God needs people who are going. And it was in that moment for us that we heard a confirmation of God's call into a new chapter of ministry. Jesus needs people all over the world who are responding to his call and going to share the grace of Jesus with the neighbor that God put next to you. God needs people who are doing ministry, not just talking about it. God needs disciples who are giving in a sacrificial way, who are counting the cost and carrying the cross. Jesus needs people who are stepping out of their comfort zone to serve. And yes, we are called each in our own unique way to reach way beyond what's just home for us, but to every single corner of the globe. You just met Brian and Tracy. They're going. They're gonna leave normal life for this great adventure that God has called them to take. They're putting their faith into action and while they're going, they're gonna make disciples and they're also gonna be looking for opportunities so that you can plug in and put your faith into action here and all over. So we share that call, the call is to go, which leads us to the mission. So we've got a call, now here's the mission. The mission is to make disciples. Let me ask each one of you who would name yourself as a follower of Jesus a question. Who are you bringing up in the faith? Parents, are, are you discipling your children in the ways of Jesus? Because let me tell you something. As someone who was a youth pastor for 10 years, if you're not discipling your children up in the ways of Jesus, the world will be more than happy to step in and disciple them for you. Small group leaders, who are you teaching the way of Jesus? Business owners, is your place of work including the work of showing people how to walk and talk as Jesus did? Are you teaching a Jesus ethic to your workers and your clients? Teachers, are you modeling faith in Jesus so your students see a life that they wanna emulate? A true follower of Jesus has another person in their life that they're intentionally pouring into so that that person can become a mature follower who does exactly the same thing. Several years ago, we had a project, a church planting project in Thailand. Some of you remember. We challenged all of you 
to plant a house church for 300 US dollars. I'll give you more of an update, but just so you know right now, um, they took your 300 bucks and have multiplied it over 2,000 times. And they have a 3,000 person waiting list for baptism. That's beautiful. I think the reason they're growing so fast is because how they disciple people. I spoke to one pastor, Pastor Samsauk, who has become such a dear friend and brother. He said this, he goes, we have to make a disciple that makes another disciple or we're done in one generation. Because we've got to make a disciple that makes a disciple. And making disciples, according to scripture, is a command. In his final marching orders to his church, Jesus could have said so many different things, but this is what he said our marching orders were. Go make disciples. So if your answer to the question, who are you discipling, is no one, I want to challenge you to step up and be obedient. And if you are discipling someone, my prayer is that you will look beyond them to the next person so that we can replicate this journey with Jesus over and over and over again. Now, I know some of you are thinking excuses, and I know you're thinking excuses because I've said every single one of these. (laughs) Don't let the excuses, I don't have anything to offer, I don't know enough about my Bible, I'm shy, I don't have time, or that's Grant's job. Don't let those excuses get in the way. And if you're in the least bit intimidated about the prospect of helping someone grow up in their faith, I want you to see the promise that comes next in the last portion of the Great Commission. This is the promise that goes with the call and the mission. Jesus said, I am with you. I am with you. This is an opportunity to co-minister with Jesus. That's why it's called the Great Commission. We do this with Jesus and with each other. So that's the first part of the the twofold great commission. Here's the second part. Jesus is speaking again after the resurrection. Easter's only a month away. We're gonna talk about the resurrection a lot over the next couple of weeks. After he is raised from the dead, this is what Jesus says in Acts 1.8. But you, and yes, that extends not only to his audience then, but to every single one of you, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses. In the the named series, we talked about that. That God has named us as witnesses. And I actually broke that down. I'll give you a refresher. God's not looking for an expert witness who just knows a lot about Bible trivia. God's not looking for a material witness that knows about Jesus, but doesn't actually know Jesus. God's not looking for a character witness that thinks, well, Jesus was just a really, really nice teacher. No, God is looking for an eyewitness that has seen firsthand and personally experienced the life-changing power of Jesus that can step up and testify as to how good God is to broken people. Let's break this down. As I already said, it begins with the who. You will be his witnesses. And the role of a witness is to testify. When you testify to the power of God in your life, you not only witness his amazing work in your life, but you also get to witness his amazing work in everybody else's. So we just returned from Belize. We went to check on last year's initial project, the first restoration home, 
and to look for opportunities, additional opportunities, to share your extravagant generosity. In Belize, as eyewitnesses of the gospel of Jesus, we also got to bear witness to the depth of human compassion. We met multiple heroes of the faith who've left the comfort and the ease of their normal life experience to experience the power of God in changing and rescuing lives. We met a family with three little ones who live under threat every single day. We met a family with three little ones who are creating a safe space for children who are being exploited by society and by their own families. I know that's hard to wrap your head around, but it's true. We met two ladies who've given their whole life to dismantle the evil of human trafficking and the exploitation of kids and women at a high, high, high personal cost. God spoke to one of them in dreams and visions, and we got to see her dream becoming a reality right in front of our eyes. We saw how their hearts broke as they shared their stories with us. We saw them wrecked in such a beautiful spiritual way because they said, we have to do something. We also witnessed the onset of godly hope. Everywhere we went in Belize, we could feel the hand of God on the country. And we heard testimony after testimony from people, some of whom have been praying and serving in Belize for decades. They said, the spiritual landscape is actually changing here. What was once a dark place of human suffering is now a place of hope, and you can see the rescue and the restoration being built right in front of your eyes. It's like there's a spiritual wave sweeping across the entire country. We saw godly hope, and we also witnessed the joy of transformation. This country is being transformed by a small, stubborn, plucky, tough, passionate army of Jesus followers who are willing to pay any cost to see that change happen. Do you know where that started? They heard God's call and they went. And we have the high privilege of loving them and praying for them and encouraging them and yes, financially supporting them for the sake of one person, one child, one life being rescued and set free. You are the who in the second half of the Great Commission. You are his witnesses and you're walking side by side with your spiritual family right now in Belize, Thailand, Tanzania, Kenya, Sicily, and Ukraine. What an incredibly high honor we have. Let me read the scripture again. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That first set of concentric mission circles was assigned to the first followers of Jesus because that's where they were. Jesus had sent them to Jerusalem and then he gives them the mission. It's Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and now I want you to take my message to the utter corners of the earth. You know, you have a set of concentric mission circles too. It was assigned to you by the God of heaven because you're here. Think about it this way. Whatcom County, Washington State, the United States of America, and the far corners of the globe. Now don't miss the point. 
The where of the Great Commission is not multiple choice. Did you get that? This is the shared responsibility of the whole church. As a follower of Jesus, you don't just get to go, cool, I choose A. Whatcom County, all of my focus is going to be right here because I like it here and my people are here and my favorite coffee shop is here and everything that I know to be normal is here. I choose here. Do something here. We all need to do that. But it can't stop here. Do you see the connector words in the last half of that verse? It says in and in all and to the ends. We've all been called to do our part to take Jesus from here to everywhere. We've got to focus on the all. We have to focus on the all of the where and let me tell you why God has called us. Because we have been blessed to be a blessing because to whom much has been given much will be required because where your treasure is there your heart will be also because God commanded it and we have the high honor and high calling to obey so let me make it abundantly clear for a follower of Jesus participation in the great commission is not optional it's a biblical mandate. Now, let's be honest. We don't like that word mandate, do we? <laughs> Come on. We've been living under a mandate for a really, really, really long time. But let me explain this to you as clear as I possibly can. The God of heaven has given us the ultimate mandate, a commission to take the name of Jesus and share the message of Jesus to the far corners of the world where we get to show up in people's lives and not talk for a second about what we've done for God, but brag about all that God has done for us. To lift the cross up in front of every tribe, nation, tongue across the world and say, this Jesus is the one who saves this Jesus is the one who gives mercy and grace. And I'll tell you something about this mandate. This mandate will not divide us in half. It will unite us and bring us together. That's what it will do. You know, in belief, safety and security are, are uh, they're a constant concern. We felt safe, but you always have to be cautious in the areas where we went. That's why we take the angel army of heaven with us everywhere we go. We got great security. At the locations where rescue is happening or will soon be happening, one of the rules is you can't take pictures. I promise we will always give you updates, but, but we can't give or take pictures. And I'll tell you why. You don't, may not know this, but every digital picture that you take actually has a geolocation tag attached to it, and it doesn't take much to figure out where the homes are. So we can't show you the where. But that's okay because Jesus already gave us the where. The where for us is everywhere there are people who need to know Jesus. And can I share with you the heart of Jesus for you and for the people in the far corners of the world that we're doing everything we can to reach with this message? 
Jesus said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations for you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. Some of you over the next couple of weeks are gonna struggle with a call to actually go to the utter corners of the earth and you need to respond to that call. Some of you would love to, but it's just not possible and you're not sure, so how do I actually do this, Grant? (laughs) Well, that's why global ambassadors showed up. This year's project is gonna open doors for all of us to respond to this final portion of the Great Commission. Some of us will go. Some of you will virtually mentor people on the other side of the world. Some of you will pray that the Great Commission is actually fulfilled in and through us. Some of you will build and repair broken walls, broken cities. Some of you will share your faith one-on-one. Some of you will bring medical care. Some of you will teach teachers online. My prayer is that all of us will give in some way to this great grand effort. And hopefully, hopefully all of you will create a relationship with a global partner that will give you a small snapshot of heaven where people from every tribe and every tongue will worship Jesus together. Because together, we can all play a crucial role in the fulfillment of God's great commission. We want you to meet your family around the world. I want you to meet Francesco Romeo and his wife Melita and their three beautiful children. They're in Catania, Sicily. They're the ones who run our community center there. It's where the community garden is. It's where the medical clinics happen for refugees and immigrants. You need to meet Francesco and Melita because they will inspire you. You need to meet Leia Syracuse. Leia lost her husband, Nock, in Thailand. We started working together with Enoch and Leia. Leia has continued her work on you. You need to meet this fierce warrior for Jesus who comes in this small, gracious, tiny little package. (laughs) You need to meet Thomas and Beatrice Amolo who run multiple schools, 
pastor a church, do a feeding program, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. You need, you need to have an opportunity to just interact and meet with these heroes. You need to meet John and Jacinta McCallway, who build bomas and, and help extract parasites out of the feet of children in Africa. You, you need to get up close and personal with them because in spending a few moments with them, you'll be challenged and you will fall in love. We have an opportunity to not just be a church with a global missions program. We actually want to be a global church who takes very seriously the call of Jesus who said, and you will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, Whatcom County, Washington State, the United States of America, and to every corner of the globe that God has given us the privilege to speak into. So, as you're leaving today, you have an opportunity. There, here in the room, there are blue missions offering envelopes at the back at the, at the uh, giving boxes. If you're online, you can go to give.ctk.church. Once again, I want to remind you, this is above and beyond. This is the sacrificial part of, of giving to God's work and seeing how he takes it and multiplies it. So you're in the room, I'm going to ask if you'll stand with me, and we're going to pray together. If you're at home, if you'll stand with me as well, we'd love to pray together today as we commission you to fulfill the great commission wherever God has placed you this week. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you so much for another opportunity to step up. God, I thank you for another opportunity to be obedient. And I pray, God, just from my own heart, Lord, help me to be a witness to the life-changing power of Jesus here and everywhere. God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters who year after year have been so faithful in saying, we believe, we will invest, we're gonna make this happen. God, I pray right now your blessing over, over them as they are released to be your witnesses this week. And God, we pray for our global partners around the world, in Thailand, in Belize, in Tanzania, in Kenya, in Sicily, in Italy. God, use them and bless them today. May they know they are not alone. So God, as we go again, I pray that we would remember there is one mission. May we be faithful in accomplishing it this week. We pray these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All God's people said, amen. amen. Hey, if you have a prayer request of any kind, we'd love to be praying with you. Prayer.ctk.church. God bless you. We'll see you back here next week.